Welcome to Mo Chat, the podcast, a podcast about women stepping out of their comfort zone to live life on their terms. What if you truly believe you have the ability to create the life you want? What if you decide to live life out of the box? And what if you decide to ignore the naysayers and take bold steps to build your vision? Now, what would that vision look like? Every episode, we chat with women on the journey of stepping out of their comfort zone and living life on their terms. Now I'm your host, Mo Jones. Welcome to Mo Chats. I am so excited for this episode. Today, I have a very, very special guest, a very special friend of mine, full disclosure. We have known each other for many, many years, and I am so excited that she is here to share with us her experience of living life out of the box and stepping out of her comfort zone and living life on her terms. So today, I want to welcome you, my friend, Kim Marie Lisman. Welcome, Kim. Hello, my dear friend. It's great to to be here. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited. I'm so glad you're here to join the conversation. Kim has a very special story. Kim decided to live life on her terms and run a business with her husband. And I think she is a perfect example of what it means to step out of your comfort zone, ignore the naysayers, and make some decisions that are not standard, right? You would say, Kim, that it's not typical, the path that you took. So definitely. And it was a big, a big change, a big difference from what I what I had been doing so far um, in my 47 years, because it's almost three years ago that it'll be three years ago next in a couple of weeks actually that I took this, I made this transition. So yes, definitely. Why don't you tell the audience the name of your business and the kind of business that it is? Okay. The business is M&P Drywall Inc. It is a construction business, Sheetrock. So we pretty much do, it's drywall. We do all of the preparing on the inside of the house, of the house, um, putting up the sheetrock and, you know, drywall to get it prepared for the painting and, and you know, then for the plumbers and everyone else to, that, that comes in when it deal with uh, construction. We do uh, residential and commercial. We do mostly the Bronx, but we do all of the city and, and Westchester County. Our base, our, our office is here, right here, where I'm talking to you from, right here my, at my desk, in our home, in the basement of our home. And the business was starting to grow really rapidly. My husband started the business with um, his brother-in-law at the time in 2009. So it has been 11 years now, and it's been very successful, and it's been growing throughout the years and it came to a point actually he had asked me a few years before that and I didn't feel we were ready financially or that I was ready to take that step thinking about all you know what what in ha- what it would entail especially financially in getting everything in order and then he asked again in 2017 and I said you know what um let's do it you know maybe this is this is the right time so first a couple of things think about it sheetrock did you have any background or any knowledge about sheetrock? No, no, not at all. And let me say, he asked me for help because things were getting so busy. He was getting so much work 
and he was handling most, if not all of the legwork, there were times I would come home and help him with invoices and proposals, you know, but my job entailed a lot too. And there were times I was even bringing work home with me. So, but now he needed someone who he can trust to be full-time to do the things that he couldn't do, you know, at a desk, dealing with the different contractors and and material, the different companies with the material and, and doing the proposals and invoices and payroll and and making sure accounts payable, receivable, bills are being paid and, and who hasn't paid us, which was becoming a big issue because he couldn't be out there and be in here at once. So what I knew of Shirok is what, what I knew that he had told me or what I would see, but very little. It's completely different from what I'm, what I was accustomed to dealing with. I was dealing with people, social services, and you know, I studied psychology and my master's in marriage and family therapy, which has helped it's helped in many ways, but something completely new, completely foreign to me. But you did a whole 360 degree turn. That's correct. You trusted yourself. You mentioned that the first time when your husband asked you, yes. um, you weren't ready. But somehow the next time it came around to him asking you, you felt that it was the right step. So many times we are often trying to figure out should I take the step to try this new venture? Should I um, make this decision? What was it at that moment that you felt that it was the right time? What resonated within you? Because I think so many times we keep wondering and question or we, we get the signal and we hold off for a while. What was it about that time that made you feel that this was the next step for you? It wasn't overnight. It took a few months for us to get to the point to, to okay, we're going to do this. We're going to make the decision for me to resign from my job. And I gave my job almost three months um, notice because I was one of the managers that entailed a lot of responsibilities. So I wanted to give them time to find someone to replace me. But one of the biggest things was financially, to tell you the truth. I thought that the idea of helping my husband in his business, first of all, as a wife, you know, being there to support each other, being there to support him and us supporting each other when, when we've needed it, that's, that's so important. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is also for our future, for the few, our future, our children's future. And the time was, had, had come because it was really becoming difficult. And when it comes to business and, and money, of course, you need to have someone that you can trust, right. especially when it comes to everything that I have to deal with, with the books and, and, you know, again, the accounts, payables and account payables and receivables and cashing checks and deciding what's going to go where with him, et cetera, as far as financially. And the fact that that's one of the things that marriage is about, right? Where we, we are a team and we're there to support and help each other. But one of the things that, one of the first things was financially, we had a house, we had a lot of bills. We had, you know, our cars, et cetera. At the, when it was first proposed, I said, okay, I don't know if we, we got to think our mortgage, we have a high mortgage. How are we going to do that? Because that would mean my salary no longer coming in. A salary that regardless, I knew that my check would be there, you know, every 15 days. Our insurance, he was under my insurance. So was, so was our little one. So regardless, and, and this business is very fickle, you know, there are times if, if the checks aren't coming in, if the contractors and, and the companies are not paying on time, then obviously, you know, you have to work with whatever money you have to be able to, to pay 
all the, the bills have to be paid for the business and first and foremost, obviously the, for payroll. So all those things would come into play. And I was like, okay, so then that would mean, how can we do it? How can we do it? How can I leave my job that I know that's secure, that this money, because in the past there had been times where the company, things were going slow that thank God we had my, my money, my paycheck, not my money, but it's our money. But you know what I mean? There's always something that no matter what, it was there. Plus insurance. So Health insurance you, is expensive. So did you wrestle a lot with the idea of leaving your former job? Yes. So like I was saying, for financially it was one thing. So then the other issue was my job and that I loved what I was doing, right? Mm. And I loved it, you know, it was along the lines of what I studied and I loved working with people and I loved where I worked for Family Services of Westchester for their early childhood programs, early Head Start and Head Start and Primetime, which is their special needs department. And I loved it. I loved it. But then also I was coming to a point that I also needed to make a change. There were certain things that I was feeling a little burnt out. I was feeling a little frustrated. So it kind of happened around the same time. Financially, we were able to work towards, we, we paid off our mortgage. We started working on our bills and the bills came, you know, certain things we were able to pay off, get rid of certain things. And then, so it became more manageable. I think you make um, a really good point. It sounds like there was prepping and planning in yes. your decision to finally leave your job. That's correct. And I think sometimes it's important to discuss the sacrifices or the decisions that you make in order to get to that next step. I have heard of some people where they just say they've left their job and, you know, they made the quit, they said goodbye and boom. But I think we don't hear enough about what's happening on the other end in order to make that possible. So what would you say were the, the top three things you did to make that decision more feasible for you. To finally hand in that resignation, okay. to say bye-bye to my job, the day job. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the top three things you focused on to make that happen. Okay, focused on making sure that weren't overwhelmed with the bills. Now that we'd have my paycheck now was taking out of our, our income, in the, our household income. That was definitely one of the things. Okay. That was one of the first things. Okay. Paying off our, our mortgage. Okay, now that was a huge thing because that was our biggest bill. You know, oh my gosh, that was huge. So that's a big step. The two yes. of you say, okay, what can we do to pay off our mortgage in order for us to build this business and allow for me to join you to grow this business, right? So those are some of the sacrifices. In order to accomplish a goal, you kind of have to start somewhere and you have to have these little mini goals in order to get to the bigger goal and the bigger vision. One thing that I forgot to mention, another huge, this is, this is oh my gosh, one of the, the biggest reasons was our six-year-old. Because my now 27-year-old, I couldn't be there. I, I, I had to work full-time. I separated when she was little and, and got divorced when she was little and, and had to. I had to be out there and I couldn't. There were times I'd have to, you know, obviously finagle having to go to, to meetings and go to activities and couldn't be the mom that was there for certain things during the day. There were times I could, but other times I couldn't. So that was another thing that my husband and I talked about, how wonderful it is. Now I would have more time. You know, before that, it was like, I'm dropping her off at 7.30 and be picking her up and often 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. Then you're rushing home and, and she's got homework and, and you're getting dinner ready. But that 
afforded me also the wonderful opportunity to spend more time with her, to be more involved with her school, to pick her up at 2.45 when she gets out of school, that she can be home and, and have breakfast before she go to school instead of having it at school. And she was sick. I didn't have to think about, okay, I got to call my boss right away and let her know I got to run off to school because this happened. The freedom to do that and the flexibility to be there for the little one and spend time with her and also the flexibility in general. And now I didn't have to punch a, a, a time clock and, and I'd have some more freedom and flexibility to take care of certain things or do certain things and working for something that is his and ultimately ours. Absolutely. So, if, you know, the freedom of time is usually one of the big things that many people look for. I think sometimes freedom of time allows you to work your schedule and your time frame rather than having to answer to another time frame. And I think one of the things I've been finding in my conversations with other women is that, that being able to have that freedom of time, because when you are working for someone else or on somebody else's clock, you are indebted to their time and to their clock. And when you finally take that step to start your own thing, the freedom of time is so huge. And it's not just the freedom of time, but it's being able to use your time in a way that really pleases you. And along with that, you add to it the freedom of being your own boss and building something that values you along the way. So I think that's a big thing to think about, the freedom of time. Wouldn't you say? It definitely made a big difference, especially, like I said, for her. It was great that I had the opportunity to do that where I wasn't able to do it the same way with my older one. What would you say now, whenever a change happens like this, it's not all rosy, right? I, I think so many times we see people with their own businesses or their next step of involvement and we think, oh, wow, look at how they're doing. It's great. Everything looks fa um, fabulous. But there's a lot of behind the scenes mess, I like to call it, a beautiful mess, right? Because there's beauty in the mess and there's beauty in the mess is part of the journey and it helps us get to the next level. So yes. what would you say would be some of the hardest lessons learned through this process? Oh my gosh. One of the hardest things, one of the biggest challenges has been the fact that now there was no separation. My little dress and my little high heels, that's something I miss too. I, okay. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very girly like that, as you yes. know. Yes, <laughs> and I can attest to that. <laughs> Having my heels on and my dress, and so then I'd go to work. There were times I was bringing work home. There were times I'd have to work on the weekends. But for the most part, 8 o'clock, 4 o'clock, I'm done. Right. You know, I'd have my weekends. I'd have my time, et cetera. I'm done. Now, all of a sudden, we could be working nine o'clock at night our work week stops on a saturday you know i do my payroll i finish up my payroll we pay our guys on saturday so i'm done really saturday afternoon not friday at four o'clock right, like right. um there's a lot more when you are dealing with you know it's it's your own thing it's you know regardless when i had my job like i said when i had my other job my paycheck would come in every two weeks, no matter what. Now you have to make sure that you're after these contractors because some people, to get the job done, they're going to be pushing you. But then to pay is a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. Or then you have part of the, the payment 
and then you don't get the payment completely. So then that's one of the things now that I, that's part of my job because there were times that my husband didn't have the time to continue that follow-up, such and such hasn't paid, such and such owes another 3000 another 2000 whatever the case may be. And he was losing money also that way. So now it depends on this money coming in in order for the bills for the business to get paid, in order for the insurances to get paid, in order for this, the workers, the, the payroll to get paid, and then obviously my husband to pay himself and me to get paid. Right. And the first year that I started working, which was July, July of 2017, I believe it was July 17th, if I'm not mistaken, officially, I didn't have a paycheck for the first year, you know, and it was just about helping so get, get I, I, I think, so I didn't start I actually paying until the year after. I think that's important for people to hear. It's important to hear that you did not have a paycheck for the first year. I, it's, it wasn't like you came in and all of a sudden it was just no. you know, gung-ho. So, so, you know, that's a real lesson and challenge to keep in mind as you take this road, but you didn't allow that to stop you. You had to give yourself time for it to grow, but yet you kept going. So correct. And what, there's another part of this. As a woman, as a woman who has been sort of working part-time since I was 19, I was used to always having my own paycheck. There's always this independence to that. There was a part of me, it's never was an issue, but it's like, you know, hey, I make my money, you know? So that was a transition. That, that was a big thing because it's not easy for me. And I'm working. I, now I feel like I work more. And, you know, I've mentioned it to you many times. Like I said, there's no separation. So everything is through in this house. The the work, the the home life, the mother, the wife. So the lines will start getting blurry because I have to drop one thing to get into another. And it's all right here underneath this roof. But there's all a lot of adjusting mentally, emotionally, psychologically to that as well. Because I'm so, not that wasn't something I was accustomed to. So it was definitely a process right? And something different from what you're used to. Yeah. You had to make some adjustments. It sounds like you did. And you didn't allow that first year to keep you from moving forward. If anything, I think it sounds like it grew you. I, I know how much you work and I know the steps that you've taken. And, and I, I remember back in 2017 when you told me that this was happening and you were taking that step and you took that leap so many of us hold back from. Can you look back and imagine that this would be the life that you would be living? No. Who, who would have thought? Not at all. I, I like it. I like what I'm doing. I like I'm helping him. I like it that I've learned so much about his business. Now there's certain things that I'm aware of and, you know, uh, terminology and how who's working where and, and what type of worker is this, what type of worker is that one. And if someone comes in, how much he's going to be paid because of the experience and so many things that I would have never, I would have never thought. And no, I would have never imagined. And, and then drywall on top of that. Drywall. Amazing. I mean. I would have never thought of that. And it's incredible how life works. You just never know. And that's the beauty, right? Because I think by trusting yourself, trusting in taking this step, I think opportunities opened up and goals started to come to fruition for both of you. And you've been able to see it come to life. And then along with that, you've been able to be a role model for your 
for your daughters as well. So how would you say that running this business has been, made you a better mom or a role model for your daughters? I think that and it's very interesting because my oldest, and when you talked about, you know, naysayers, not that she was a naysayer, but we didn't tell everybody at the beginning precisely because of that. Sometimes you do have to guard your dreams. You have to know also who, who you're going to reveal what to. And she was worried. She, my oldest, as you know, she's very level-headed. She's very focused. She's a thinker. She's an observer and a thinker, you know? Yes. <laughs> she's very cerebral in that manner. Oh my gosh. Super. So then that thought is, okay, so you're going to leave your job, you know, this good job and you have this amazing position to do this. And this. But so she's seen how I took a leap of faith and she has seen how when, when it comes time for her to be a wife and a mother, how there are certain decisions that you make for the good of the family unit. And you have to weigh pros and cons at certain times of your life to say, okay, this is a decision that's going to be best for us right now. And she has often said that she doesn't know how I juggle everything that I do and still manage to, she calls me selfless. She has mentioned to me several times, mommy, I wonder if I could be the type of woman that you are when I get older because you're just so selfless. And, and, I would, I and I would agree with that. One of your most endearing qualities is that you really are selfless. Uh, you, you, you really are a giver and you love to give to others. I think it's really important for the audience to understand is that what you have done is open to anybody else that wants to take those steps to try to, to live their life on their own terms. And where, even if it means learning something new, as you can attest to, you had to learn drywall. You learn drywall, right? And you have numbers. to- I'm not a numbers person at all. I'm dealing with the payroll and the books, and that was a big adjustment for me. You know, so you have not my comfort zone, <laughs> never my comfort zone. You learn something new, and then we can talk about, you had to plan, right? You yes. put a plan together in order to make that goal come to life and come to fruition. And it's really important to know that it's okay to redefine yourself. We don't have to be the same person yes. that we are at 25 or doing the same thing at 25. We can redefine ourselves along the way. And those are really important um, key points for us to really always remember as we go on our journey or as we decide to step out and do that thing on our terms, you don't have to keep doing the same thing. You can keep redefining yourself over and over again. Very true. I have really enjoyed this conversation and I do something at the end with all my guests. My last question for you, what would you tell your 25 year old self? Oh my gosh. Be patient with yourself. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You're on a journey and it'll be ups and downs, but you will get to where you want to get eventually. Forgive yourself. Oh, Forgive that's yourself. huge. I like that one. That I, is so I, huge. I, you know my life. You knew me back in 25, 25 years ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot. Oh my God. There were so many, my, my 20s were so filled with so many ups and downs and, you know, um, married, divorced, and, and so many things. I had a hard time. I, th I, think, I think now I can say 
I could say more now that I have started to learn to forgive certain decisions that might have not been the most sound or, or mature decisions in my 20s. But that's definitely something that I would tell 25-year-old can forgive yourself. It's okay. You're human. I love You're that. You're young. You're I young. love that. I think that's so um, important. So yes. many times we get so hung up on ourselves for our decisions and yes. we create this um, internal dialogue. Things are going to happen. You, you know, you'll get it. It'll come to you. You'll get it and you'll get on the right track and forgive yourself. And a big thing that I would tell my 25-year-old self, Loving yourself is one of the most important things that should be in the forefront of your life. Kim, thank you so much for our conversations. I so enjoyed our chat. I did too, and it just flew by. And it just flew. I am so thankful for you showing up today and for sharing your wisdom. And I am sure you will be an inspiration to so many other women out there who want to take that step, try something new, live life on their terms, and you've really given us a lot to think about. Thank you for joining us today on Mo Chats. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Mo Chats. Check us out at www.molifespeaks.com. You can also check us out on Instagram at MoLifeSpeaks. And remember, keep living life while constantly straightening out your crown.